Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinema Chat. Cinema Chat is the podcast where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And today we're going to talk about a movie from 1985 uh, called Fletch. Uh, stars Chevy Chase, directed by Michael Ritchie. Uh, Fletch was an adaptation of Gregory McDonald's mystery novel series uh, of the same name, Fletch. And he shopped around the book series as uh, somewhat of an idea to adapt the film. And he never was really quite happy with what the offers he was getting, so he kind of held on to the the idea for a while. Well, eventually in 1985, uh, the movie transpired and it, of course, uh, starred uh, Chevy Chase and as the t- titular character. And there was um, an, it's kind of a silly, crazy action comedy. The book series uh, doesn't take itself too seriously, but I, but it is not quite as madcap comedy as this is. Although there are some serious moments in the movie and Fletch though he's got a lot of uh, he, he stars he's, his name is actually Erwin M. Fletcher and he writes for a newspaper and he's trying to bust the whoever it is that's responsible for drugs getting involved or, or drugs getting on the beach uh, near him, and he's trying to figure out what it is. And when I say bust, uh, he's not a cop; he's a reporter, and he's trying to figure out where all the drugs are coming from, so he can write a massive story on it. Well, he's got a lot of interesting costumes and calls himself all kinds of interesting names uh, during the movie. When people ask him what his name is, his answer: uh, Well, let me give you several of them. Ted Nugent. Uh, Mr. Babar, as in Babar the Elephant. <laughs> Dr. Rosenfuse, Dr. Rosenrose, Dr. Rosen, John Cocktoston, Igor Stravinsky, Gordon Liddy, and there's more. He has many disguises, uh, an air, airplane mechanic, a doctor, a hippie on roller skates. But he's always telling people, He's somebody he's not, so he can get answers. There are a lot of fun bits in the movie. For example, he goes to a hospital, pretends to be a doctor, and then faints when he sees a dead body. And then this. Oh, doctor, are you all right? Where am I? You're in the records room. The records room? Oh, I'm fine. Can I get you something? Uh, yeah, do you have the Beatles' White Album? Yeah, funny bit. And Chevy Chase is a guy that's always got an answer for everything. He wakes up from fainting, and the first thing he thinks of is a is a fun, fun, funny joke. Oh, and. He also owes alimony. $9,918. Oh, 
She doesn't need it. She's been living with somebody for months, and I know it. I don't know what you're referring to. Wendy maintains her own residence. This stinks. I empathize with your plight, Fletch. However, you threw her out. She was sleeping with everybody. You should approve that in the court of law. My lawyer was a bum. <laughs> I agree. I think she slept with him, too. You may be right. Are you serious? That's history, Fletch. You owe us $918. Hey! I think our problems may just be solved. Ed McMahon. I think I just won a million bucks. Yeah, Erwin <laughs> M. Pleasure, you choose. Woo-wee! Oh, boy, I lost again. So Ed McMahon did not bail him out of his plight. However, he did pay for the for the alimony. But there's another really good scene. Legendary broadcaster Chick Hearn, who was uh, the Lakers broadcaster on the radio, and he makes an appearance on the movie talking to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was still a Laker at that point. The NBA, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's coming off a game that was second to none in his brilliant career. You've got to be proud. Oh, definitely, Chick. It, it, it was a great effort, but, uh, you know, I had a lot of help, and uh, we're just glad to be here. Hey, how about Fletch? Well, well, what can I say about Fletch? He's been fantastic. He boxes out for us, gets the tough rebounds, does the tough things that we need to win. It's, it's great working with him. I don't know where we'd be without him. So, if you've seen the the movie, you know why that's so hilarious. And lest we forget, charge it to the Underhills. Did you eat or drink, senor? Actually, I would. Charge it to the Underhills, senor. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, do you have any caviar? Si, senor, beluga, but it is $80 a portion. Well, uh, then I better just take two portions of that. Uh, how's the lobster thermidor? I recommend it, senor. Good, that'll be fine. Bring two bottles of uh, Dom Perignon, the Cabana one. Very good, senor. And put down $30 for yourself, huh? Muchas gracias, senor. Nice place. Do you want the Underhill's credit card number? So there's uh, some really good comedy, and there's also some action scenes. Uh, we see... Fletch escaping from some mean Dobermans, really mean ones that want to destroy his flesh, and and we also have two really great car chase scenes, and the the police are after him sort of throughout the movie, all because of a cover up. Of he one doesn't they don't want the 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 chief of police does not want Fletch exposing the drug situation on the beach. He has a gun pointed at him three times. Uh, Chevy Chase is great in the in the film. Um, let's talk about the the co-stars. Uh, first of all, we have uh, the the uh, beautiful Dana Wheeler Nicholson uh, who starred as Gail Stanwyck and Throughout the film, we see Fletch flirting with flirting with her, 
Uh, we uh, Dana Wheeler Nicholson hasn't really been in a whole lot. Uh, we we did um, we did um, uh, cover Tombstone and and she starred as Wyatt Earp's wife in that. Uh, but she is somehow fifty nine years old. But uh, the movie also stars Gina Davis, who is obviously sweet on Fletch, uh, but he's not returning the 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 thoughts. Uh, but uh, Gina Davis's character gets somehow a little lost. Uh, there is a there. I would call her role important, but it really could have done without her. Uh, she was uh, a, a good name to kind of throw in there, but uh, her character does get just a little tiny bit lost. Interested to see if any, if anyone agrees with me. But Gina Davis, of course, has a very long um, Hollywood history, been in, in the film business for going on 40 years. Uh, the movie also stars Tim Matheson as Alan Stanwyck, who is in one of the opening scenes. And uh, what's what's significant about Tim Matheson and Chevy Chase, the relationship that they had, is, is Chevy Chase was desired uh, to be in the uh, movie Animal House by some of the uh, people affiliated with the project. And others were saying, no, 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 he's, he's a little too popular, a little too famous. Uh, we'd like to get someone a little less, less well-known. And Tim Matheson slid in the role. And he, and he kind of peaked right there in 1978 Animal House. Uh, he's been in a lot of, a lot of movies. He, at one point, ran uh, National Lampoon uh, magazine. But as we know what happens to magazines in, in this day and age. But Matheson didn't have any really funny lines in this movie. Instead, you, you, you saw uh, Chevy just bouncing off of him. Uh, the movie also stars Richard Libertini, uh, who, <laughs> who I think is brilliant in this, and, and it's actually very, uh, so they're somewhat nuanced anyway. He's got some... Uh, He's very irritated with, with Fletch throughout the movie because Fletch isn't cluing him in on the details of his story. Uh, well, that's because Fletch just doesn't know all the details quite yet. And he's putting them all together and he's piecing it all together and he doesn't really want to let everybody know on the details until he gets gets to it. Uh, Richard Libertini, uh, he, he was also known for, um, I think... Uh, my favorite role uh, for him was in, from the in-laws in 1979 and uh, but he had 121 credits going back to uh, um, the movie the night they raided Minsky's which was uh, filmed in 19, six, 1968 and uh, Richard Libertini died in uh, 2017 at age 82. And incidentally, there is a an interesting interesting backstory with the, the night they raided Minsky's. If you um, if you listen to my Wizard of Oz podcast uh, months and months ago, and we had we talked about uh, Bert Bert Lar, and that was his final film. He actually died during the filming of that. So the end of one career and the beginning of another. Uh, Richard Libertini mostly a. a, a 
character actor, uh, but he uh, he did he did comedy really well. Um, someone else does the comedy really well. Uh, that's in one scene in the in the film, and a little bit of a <laughs> of a of a serious, but yet still fun and nuanced role. Um, you might you might know him from Young Frankenstein. Uh, Mr. Kenneth Mars uh, appeared in the film, and in kind of kind of a fun way of Fletch. You see him making fun of fun of his character, but uh, Joe Don Baker. Uh, appears as the police chief, and he's in a couple of scenes. Uh, Joe Don Baker has 83 credits over the period of a 50-year career. And Emmett Walsh, uh, the great character actor, uh, appeared in the in the film as a doctor. And uh, if you don't know who that is, right offhand. Um, let's think of him as the guy that says, Die, milk face! Or, or another way another way to putting it is the guy who was shooting at Steve Martin and the jerk. <laughs> so that's M. Emmett Walsh. And we'll have to do a podcast on the jerk, by the way, sometime, because uh, that is <laughs> definitely one of my favorites. Uh, George Wint. Uh, appears as um, a, a loser dealer, um, and he, and he is on the beach, and he supposedly doesn't make any money off of selling drugs. He just gets what he calls you know free junk. That's all he gets is free junk. Uh, George Wint is seventy one years old, by the way, from Cheers fame. The name doesn't come familiar right away. Uh, there's also an appearance by James Avery, and if you're not sure who that is, uh, think of Uncle Phil in The Fresh Prince. So yeah, when if you're watching the film and you're looking for him, you'll see him. You don't have to look hard, but he is in the middle of it. Uh, see, David Harper is also in the movie, and probably don't know who that is right offhand either. Um, he was Jim Bob from The Waltons, and... I think that he, if you look at his IMBD page, he basically was in all of the Waltons episodes, including the, the movies that, the, you know, the reunion movies and things that came after that. And then he was kind of in this, and that's basically been it for David Harper. Um, uh, Burton Gilliam uh, also is in the movie, and you might know him best from Blazing Saddles. And the fun, fun, fun personality he's got. But the movie mostly belongs to Chevy Chase. He gets a, probably around 80 to 85% of the laughs in this movie. Uh, before he made Fletch, Chevy Chase was in Foul Play, National, National Lampoon's Vacation, and um, also uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation came out. Um, the, roughly the same, I think it was the exact same summer that they came out. Um, I'm not sure which one was first and which one was second, but roughly the same time. And Fletch was, um, in my estimation, probably somewhere around 100 times better than European Vacation was. Um, some other people that were thought to be in the role. Now, if you remember, if you remember... Uh, when 
Gregory McDonald, the the Fletch author, was shopping around the the idea of a movie. Um, it was still the seventies, and he shopped around Burt Reynolds' name, um, uh, Mick Jagger. Like <laughs> really, Mick Jagger was considered for the movie. Uh, Charles Grodin, okay, and Richard Drivers, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about all that. Uh, but the movie would have had a much different feel if any of those people, other than Burt Reynolds, would have taken the role. And I could see Burt Reynolds delivering nearly every single line that, that Chevy Chase does, but not as well. And Richard Dreyfuss, great actor. Um, you know, would have been a serious movie, more, much more serious. And, and and Charles Grodin, a great comedic actor, but he, he still would have been a more serious movie. And I, I don't see Charles Grodin delivering the lines in the same fashion. And after Fletch, uh, uh, Chevy made one of his more uh, popular movies, The National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And, and that came out a few years later. And um, that is... A, would be considered to be a lot of people's favorite Chevy Chase movie. Uh, but then his career kind of went on the down downturn uh, when he had his talk show. And he was in that movie, which I think has a couple of really funny parts, but it, mostly it's a terrible movie, uh, Nothing But Trouble in 1991. And that was nothing but trouble for everybody's career involved. <laughs> That's just, it was kind of a, it was a really awful movie. But there are some funny parts that that I still take I still take from it. Uh, but uh, uh, but Chevy Chase, uh, like him, hate him, whatever. Um, he was on a run in 1978 to 1985, and then you know kind of go on to to um, to Christmas Vacation toward the end of the decade. Uh, Chevy Chase had a really good run. And I, there really weren't any comedic actors that had a better decade in, in the 80s than, than what Chevy Chase did, um, at least very few. And he was on point in this movie. He was, I'll say, on fire. The, the movie critics had some mixed reviews, which I think is just absolutely insane. When you watch this movie, it goes at a, such a rapid-fire pace uh, there's some excellent elements to to it uh, as far as the, the the comedy, and there's some good action sequences, and and Chevy Chase was just, in in my opinion, gave a perfect comedic performance, and it's unfortunate we didn't really get to experience um, much more of this uh, throughout his. You know, pretty long career, but there are a lot of uh, Chevy Chase movies from his early days that I really enjoy. And the more I think about it, though, the more I think this one right here, Fletch, is his best performance. Uh, Michael Ritchie directed the movie Fletch, and he died in two thousand one. And this was really one of his big, bigger movies, and. Arguably, 1976, uh, he made uh, Bad News Bears, 
and I'll, you know, arguably that was a, a bigger uh, production or more important production, but those were really his two big movies. The movie is decidedly 80s. Um, a lot of, um, you know, you see computers and the with the with the DOS system, and you see microfilm and microfish, and, and remember that stuff. And I always think it's kind of interesting whenever I see a movie from the eighties, and how I feel like the eighties um, tends to have more dated films than. Even the films from the 30s and 40s, when you see the fashion and you see all of the the high-tech but really low-tech stuff that you see in the 80s, um, it's just kind of interesting because it's it just looks so dated to me. Um, looking at the DOS system computers, that's that's the funny thing for me, and and you know also thinking of all the technology that we have, but we didn't have cell phones yet. And so it's kind of, kind of an interesting thing to think about. Uh, but another thing that's decidedly 80s about the movie is the soundtrack. Harold Faltermeyer is responsible for really most of the music that you hear. You know, uh, pardon me for that terrible impression of Harold Faltermeyer. Myers music. Uh, you might know him better from the Beverly Hills uh, Cop soundtrack. He also did that one uh, the year prior to this. Harold Faltermeyer continues to produce music and soundtracks for smaller productions, uh, but he's been he's been doing this for the better part of forty years. Uh, it also had eighties. Uh, musical artists, uh, songs uh, by The Fix, uh, Stephanie Mills, Kim Wilde, and and uh, the late Dan Hartman is in it. I think I like his song probably the best. He's got a song called Get Out of Town. And it's possible I like it so much because it's attached to a, a pretty good car chase. Well, Fletch uh, made $59 million in 1985. That was a pretty good chunk. Um, it had an $8 million budget. And, I, you know, I wish they made movies like this still. Unfortunately, movies with moderate budgets uh, just aren't happening anymore. And, oh, I'm going to get on my soapbox. I better I better be careful. I don't want to get too too preachy. But, yeah, movies today, uh, they're, they're not having those moderatized budgets. Uh, instead, they're all low budget or they're super high budget. And... It would be nice to have some in between stuff, you know. Somebody, you know, come up with a, you know, fifty million dollars budget movie makes three hundred million, you know, another uh, Wedding Crashers type movie. But for some reason, the last ten years it just not, that just hasn't been happening. Um, but Fletch was a big success. Uh, really, no matter how you measure it, the critics uh, did give it mixed reviews, but. You know, I, Roger Ebert gave it a particularly bad review. I think he just hated Chevy Chase, and that's just my opinion. But uh, that's just if you read his other, if you read his other reviews on other Chevy Chase movies, I think he just didn't dig him. But uh, there was a sequel to Fletch uh, that came out a few years later. It was called Fletch Lives, and it starred uh, or co-starred the 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 late great 
Cleavon Little, and you would know him from Blazing Saddles. Not nearly as good of a movie. Uh, and as a matter of fact, um, if you're somebody who really gives Fletch the benefit of the doubt and says, okay, let's give it four stars, uh, then you'd probably give Fletch Lives two and a half stars. Um, it's just okay. Um, there's definitely some good bits in it. And Cleavon Little is priceless. Just That's just the way he was. Uh, not nearly as good of a movie, though. But there was also uh, what they thought of as a prequel uh, called Fletch One. As in, you know, Fletch W-O-N won the game or won a prize. Uh, something like that. Uh, not as in the number one. But... And, oh, by the way, I, I need to mention one other thing. Um, ah, I'll wait till the end. You'll have to listen. Wait till the end. <laughs> wait till the end. Uh, but the the prequel uh, called Fletch One never never actually has materialized. And with Chevy Chase in his mid seventies, it's not looking like that's going to happen. At least not with him. And uh, evidently. He's had difficulty uh, negotiating uh, the type of film it's supposed to be. And, you know, he did the same thing with um, the sequel to. Uh, but with the vacation movie that materialized a few years ago, it was, it was supposed to have a lot more of Clark Griswold in it. And, which, by the way, we'll probably do a. Uh, we'll probably probably do a vacation uh, podcast at some point where we'll depict all the the vacation movies, even Vegas Vacation, which was a mess and a half, and even this newer one, which was mm, okay. Anyway, uh, well, uh, that movie though, the Vacation one, the newer one, was supposed to have more of Clark Griswold, and there was just a, a few fleeting moments toward the end of the movie. And it was also supposed to star Anthony Michael Hall as Rusty Griswold, and it didn't happen that way, as we know. But nonetheless, uh, the Fletch One movie never did, never did happen, never did materialize, and it's, um, it's looking less and less... Possible, but yeah, and and Chevy Chase at age seventy six, probably not gonna be in any starring comedic roles again. But we are thankful, at least I'm thankful, to have have Fletch. I my chance. My thought is, is if you're still listening to this podcast, you're thankful too. Uh, Fletch is a great movie, and I yes, I did say great. I think it's a great movie with lots of laughs and some really good action sequences. And it's just to me uh, one of the one of the fun go-to movies if you just want to have a, a couple of laughs. And if you don't laugh at this movie, I'm not sure what you're going to laugh at or laugh with. But anyway, this is uh, Cinema Chat, and this is the podcast where we talk about uh, the movies and the people that made them. And I am David Heath. And I'm with the mattress police. And you better have your tags on your mattress. <laughs>